3: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. (laughs) Sounds like I'm choking. Right here on the Fan Upstate, rolling on until 6.30 p.m. today, where we will make way for Furman Basketball thrilled to have you guys with us you can hit us on the renewal by anderson fan phone 844-326-3663 and on the text line 71307 just start your text with the word fan and away you go we're asking you what about the other school the school you don't like do you really wish was yours what about the other school secretly makes you jealous Ah, oh, we've got a real man's man who is confident enough to give us a call and admit his on the line for the entirety of the upstate to hear. And that is Remington from the Berg. Hey, Remington, you're on.
0: You're offside, sir. Hey, man. I appreciate the compliment. Um, yeah, being a man's man, uh, being a Wolfpack fan, it's uh, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> but um, as you can imagine, I have a huge disdain for Chapel Hill and the Tar Heels. Um, but anyway, I guess you could say I'm jealous. But um, the one thing I hate the most about Tar Heel fans is um, anytime we start talking football, you know, I think we've beat them seven out of the last nine years in football. Um, so we have started dominating them a little bit, I guess you could say. But every, anytime you start talking sports with a Chapel Hill fan, they always refer back to basketball championships, and I guess it would be nice to have that in my back pocket. But at the same time, I wouldn't trade my football program for theirs. So you have basketball
3: championship in your pocket, and you know how I know that, at yeah, Remington, because you broke, you broke my heart. My first sports yeah. memory is Phi Slamma Jamma losing to you guys. That's my first sports hey, memory, when you, man. When you shoot an air ball, you got to dunk it. <laughs> I, I still don't know how that happened. Like, how did they, did they not say, like, offensive interference? What is Houston supposed to do? You know, like you're used to rebounding an air ball. You know what I'm saying? And it's so painful, man. It's so, still so painful that that happened. Remington, he wants some basketball success. Can you give him some basketball success? Remington, before, are you still with us, yes. Remington? Okay. Yes, sir. Um, is this fair or unfair? To me, when I think of the picture of mediocrity, when I think of major conference schools, I think of Minnesota and I think of NC State. Is that fair or unfair?
0: Yeah, that's a fair statement. Um, you know, we've been real close to getting over the hump uh, quite a lot in the last few years, and especially in football. Um, don't get me wrong, I like Dave Doran. Um He is competitive, to say the least, but, you know, I'm getting tired of finishing third in the ACC in football. Um, you know, we'll have big years where... You know, we beat Chapel Hill, obviously, and, you know, every once in a blue moon we might get Clemson, and uh, we beat Florida State year before last. And, you know, we win these big games, but, you know, like last year, for example, when we were ranked 10th and played Clemson number three at Clemson for ESPN College Game Day, you know, we had a good season, but then we'll lose to Boston College, who's like 2-10 and 10 on senior night at home. So, I don't know. I, I would like to see the Wolfpack get over the hump and win the ACC for once. Remington, great to hear from you, buddy. Thanks so much for the call.
3: So Remington says, look, the one thing that the, te- the other team, the team that I don't like has that I wish we did, NC State, basketball national championships. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing, Remington, that should embarrass you about being an NC State fan. That stupid little Wolfpack thing with the two fingers that you do. That is about the lamest thing that I have ever seen in my life. That is not fearsome. That is not anything. Um, Clemson fans had students start doing something equally lame, and they flushed it overnight. You don't see it anymore. You guys know what I'm about to say? Clemson fans started to do this stupid claw, you know, with their hands like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't think of anything less scary than you doing (laughs) with a claw raised. Okay? Give me a break. That was flushed overnight. Clemson fans, like, I don't know, they may have kicked you out of the stadium for doing that. They should, you know. I don't get the little wolf pack thing where you put your middle finger and your ring finger together like this. I don't get it. doesn't make any sense to me, man. I do not get it. Okay, our questions to you. What about the other school do you wish was yours? What about the school you hate secretly makes you jealous So, you don't have to do Clemson, South Carolina, but naturally where we're broadcasting, I'm going to give you Clemson and South Carolina. So, what would a Clemson fan be jealous that South Carolina has? What would a Clemson fan be jealous over that the Gamecocks possess? Here's my honest thought. Clemson fans would be jealous about the colors of the Gamecocks. They're better than yours. Orange versus garnet and black. Guys, that, that's, that's no comparison. One is a color scheme that can look great in everything. One is a color scheme that looks great on almost nobody.
4: Yeah, South Carolina's okay? color scheme kind of looks like Darth Vader with his red lightsaber. Yeah. And that's cool.
3: And that is really cool. Really cool. Look, us. I know, like, orange, that color means something for you, to you. I'm allowed to say it's crap. Why? Because my alma mater has the color orange in its color scheme, and it's straight garbage, okay? Gators should be green and black, not blue and orange. I can't even manage to say orange first, even though that's the official order, orange and blue. I can't even manage to say that I hate it so badly. Can't even manage to say it. Number two that uh, Clemson fans are jealous of? Lamont Paris. Of course, Lamont Paris. I know that you taking a trip to Paris is as close as you're going to get to Lamont. But they have a very real, very good, very organized head coach who gets tremendous buy-in from the team. You wish he was your coach. And I have detected that the anger toward Brad Brownell has only intensified when you now, as a Clemson basketball fan, realize how good and how legit Lamont Paris is. And I think Clemson fans are jealous long-term about the Gamecock baseball program. You're jealous about the lack of their colors. You're jealous that they have Lamont Paris and you don't. And you're jealous of their baseball program. I'm right, aren't I? I'm right. I know I'm right. What are Gamecock fans jealous of? Clemson has it. They wish they did. I don't know. Everything that matters. (laughs) Everything that actually matters. You know, having a filled trophy case versus having an empty trophy case. Things like that. Everything that matters. You're jealous of if you're a Gamecock. Okay. You're jealous that uh, one head coach acts like a professional, the, one, the other acts like a toddler, okay? You are jealous at multiple football national championships. You're jealous about the recruiting rankings. You're jealous about the cool nickname Death Valley that you don't have, okay? You're jealous about your hated rival being the it school. You're jealous about all the years you had to hide Your gear around the upstate. You couldn't wear it because of the embarrassment that would come with it. I'll never forget this, and I'm tired of saying his name attached to this because when I do, he denies it because it embarrasses him. So I'm just going to say this, and I'm not going to attach the name. Somebody I work closely with in our building, okay, Told me my first year here, told me that he doesn't want to be embarrassed so he doesn't wear Gamecocks gear. Okay? Somebody I know in our building told me that first year. Deny saying that. I wish I had the tape. <laughs> Swear on my life, those words came out of his mouth. Doesn't wear the gear, doesn't want somebody to see him wearing the gear, doesn't want to get made fun of. Easy decision. So, anyway, We throw it to you guys, uh, on the renewal by Anderson fan phone, eight, four, four, three, two, six, three, six, six, three. And on the text line at seven, one, three, zero, seven, just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. What that the other side has actually makes you a wee bit jealous. Diesel, what would you like to add, sir?
4: Oh, this is very simple. Um, I'm not jealous of a whole lot when it comes to Georgia Southern. Uh, they are a um, they are an Adidas uh, uniform school, and nice. everybody knows that Adidas uniforms suck. Nike uniforms are way better. <laughs> uh, I am not jealous of their football program or the uh, the success that they have not had over the past 15 years. I'm a smidge, I'm a tiny bit jealous of their six. FCS national championships compared to our three, but those were in the early eighties. So that doesn't matter because that was a long time ago. The one thing that I am very, very jealous of, and it's because I am trying really hard to, to go headfirst into college baseball. I'm jealous of Georgia Southern's location and the weather that they have in, in their, uh, in their home, you know, home ballpark. And they're actually getting good quality, baseball games early in the season listen to this mark app state because it's cold as as hell in boone plays 19 straight road games to start the season it is too damn cold to be practicing baseball in (laughs) december january and early february in boone it sucks and there's not you know there's not indoor practice facilities because we don't have this massive Dome, full-size stadium that you can practice in. But in Georgia Southern's first 19 games, Mark, they host a three-game set versus Maryland, a Power 5 team. They host a one-game set against Georgia Tech, another Power 5 team. They host a three-game set against Campbell, a a small school that is always really, really, really good in baseball. So Georgia Southern is hosting a lot of early season games in their home ballpark. App State has to play 19 games on the road. They don't play at home until March 19th. Until March 19th. The season starts on February 16th. So for the first month of the season, they're on the road because it's too damn cold to play baseball in Boone. And Power 5 teams don't want to come there that early in the season. So that's what I'm jealous of.
3: Diesel has a very eloquent, detailed, well-thought-out, very clear, easy-to-understand jealousy meter. You know what I'm jealous of, of the other school? I was when I was a student there, okay? You know what I was jealous of? They're girls. The average-looking girl at Florida State was the hot girl at Florida. The average-looking girl would be the hottest girl in your class at Florida. And yes, Florida has higher academic standards. I don't know what the connection is there, okay? Higher academic standards at Florida. The girls at Florida State were way hotter, way hotter, like every single girl walking around at the football game. I couldn't believe it. I was insanely jealous about that. You know, at Florida, you'd have the hottest girls, had every single guy on campus competing for them. At Florida State, that was every girl, every single girl. Um, And while I'm here, I also would tell you I'm jealous about their uniforms for the same reason that Clemson fans should be jealous about the Gamecocks color scheme. Guarded in gold versus orange in blue. There's a reason why all the cool kids in my high school – like Florida State. And I'll tell you this, too. The only reason I went to Florida instead of Florida State is because of what I'm doing right now. Florida had a better journalism school, okay? Um, A better journalism school. Florida had a better journalism school. So, um, excuse me, if I knew that it didn't matter where I went to school, which was true. Didn't matter that I, no one ever said, oh, Mark, we only take uh, applicants from the great Florida journalism school at Weimar Hall. I would have gone to Florida State. I, I was torn between music where Florida State had the better school and Florida where the journalism program was the better. If I knew it didn't matter where I went to school, I absolutely would have gone to Florida State. So there you go. Uh, what do you guys say? 71307 on the text line is where you can get to us. Coming up next, we'll get to your submissions. What are you jealous of that the other school has that you do not? Don't act like you're not jealous. There is always something you're jealous of. That's next. We are live on location 1524 Locust Hill Road in beautiful Greer, South Carolina, right here on Offsides.
1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to
3: every MLB game live. the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind.
5: Stream minor league affiliates.
3: The Midwest League home run
4: leader.
5: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field, it's going to go! Alvarez!
5: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: It's offsides. Do you wait until right before you
4: talk on the air to take a bite of food, Mark?
3: Man, I have. (laughs) We we all know what you're doing. Yeah. So, guys, um. I needed to have a quick bite of food. I refueled a little bit during the show, okay, Um, so at a commercial break. And I was trying to shovel down a bite at the same time that a great listener was letting us know how much he loves the show and diesel, et cetera, um, and it was great. And uh, you caught me busted, guilty as charged, my friends. My bad. My bad on that. We are asking you, what about the other school? Do you wish was yours? What about the other school Do makes you jealous? 844-326-3663 is the number to join us on the show. So let's see what you guys are saying on the text line. Uh, let's see here. Mark, I think for me it would be that run that South Carolina baseball went on in 2010 and 2011. I bas- basically think Clemson is a cut above Sometimes several cuts above South Carolina. Um, But let's see here. But that run in baseball was amazing. And I hope Clemson can find that soon with Backich and company. That comes from the Clemson Oculus. Uh, Texter says, let's see here. Um, Subtracting gg jackson definitely made this team better i think the gamecocks would be further ahead of schedule had he not come last year maybe uh, texter says i wish what i wish would get the gamecocks have that we don't have i wish clemson had all black uniforms like south carolina a texter says hand puppets and i don't know what that means or where he's going with that but he says hand puppets nonetheless. I Texter think he was says, talking
4: about the, uh, the NC State gesture. I think that's where that, oh, that, that text came
3: yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Texter says, for me, it would be the r- – okay. Texter says, uh, NC State is one of three teams never to have made the ACC championship game. Are you trying to turn the knife in on my guy, Remington, Texter? Uh, what, what did he do to you, Texter? Why does he need that reminder? Texter says, as a Gamecock fan, I wish we had Clemson's defensive staff – On the football field. This is an admission that I appreciate. You're willing to admit that they have something that you wish you had. Mark, I'm going to send you
4: an image. It's a mock-up, so I don't think they ever actually wore this. I don't even know how official this image is. A mock-up of what an all-black Clemson uniform in football would look like. Tell me how sweet this looks.
3: Oh, a mock-up. Let's see. Clemson all-black Diesel, this should be adopted by the school immediately. Right. This is, this is incredible. Guys, <clears throat> this looks like Halloween. You know, like if Halloween had a uniform, it looks like this. Why doesn't Clemson do black? Why? You know, uh, if we were on the YouTube channel right now, I would be just turning my camera around and showing it to all you guys on, on YouTube. It's incredible. What it is, black is the base Orange with the paws, orange with the number, and then a purple stripe down the center of the helmet. Diesel, that is bad ace, man. I mean, that's, like, that makes Clemson's uniform better. I always say with cover songs, you know, what really impresses me is when the cover band, you should have a responsibility to make the song better than the original. Okay? Very few cover bands can do that. That, that, that mock-up made it better. Bring some black into the uniforms, please. Texter says, excuse me, dude, you couldn't pay me to change Clemson from orange. Garnet and black is the color uh, of the guy who has been beat up and bleeding. Oculus, they're tough guys. That's a tough guy color scheme. Uh, I'm dead serious, brother. Like, I'm allowed to say that, Oculus. Oculus. My school wears orange. Okay. Texter says, Mark, I'm jealous of the Clemson men's soccer program. It's a hell of a thing to be jealous of. Amen to you, sir. Great pick. Texter says, the Gamecocks have a Heisman and a great women's basketball program. So says Seminole Ted. Okay. But Seminole Ted, wouldn't you be jealous of something Florida has or no? Texter says colors no way we love orange number 2 lamont maybe maybe lamont wait a few years and see 3 baseball 2010 and 2011 that was amazing texter says i'm behind on the odyssey app but someone hurry give mark the heimlich he's joking Dexter says, I'm a Marshall fan, and I am jealous of Appalachian State's alumni fan base support at home games. Diesel, what do you have that Marshall doesn't have?
4: Uh, packed out stadium every single home game. Uh, this year, and now these numbers are skewed a little bit, and I'll explain to you why. This year, uh, I think App set the record. I know they set the record in the Sun Belt, but I think just as far as percentage-wise – was pretty close to the record-setting program as far as, it, as, as attendance, as a ratio of fans versus, um, versus capacity. So this year, I think App State Stadium was at 127% of capacity average over the course of the season. Part of that is because there is grass in-zone seating, much like you have at Clemson, and those don't count as permanent seats. So that's not counted in the permanent seating. Anybody you put in that section is now over permanent seating, right? Um, But App State packs the stadium out every single week.
3: They do, and you've seen it, and that's a good one, sir. Appreciate that. Texter says, Mark, Florida State started as a girls' college. Is that why they were the hottest school when I was a student? Literally smoke show every single one there? Florida State fans, a texter says, are jealous of Florida because of the Gatorade. We tried to come up with a similar drink, but couldn't figure out how to market. Oh, you got me, texter. Did you see this, Diesel? I you did. See
4: this? I did, and I didn't say anything because I wanted i wanted to see if she would get got.
3: <laughs> I, I can say this, right? I think I can say this. Probably. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Florida State fans are jealous of Florida f- fans because of Gatorade. We tried to come up with a similar drink, but couldn't figure out how to market Seminole Fluid. Sincerely, Seminole Ted. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Te- KC Chiefs Chad says, I was ready to see you at my Ingles last week. I got stuck at work tonight. Have a good show. KC Chiefs Chad, I'm glad you didn't. You know why? We pushed that show to this week. We didn't have an Engle show last week. Plus, a week ago Wednesday, I was out sick. Texter says, easy for Miami fans. We'd like to have a stadium and fans at every game. I'm envious of both. Friends and family only at the Miami game this weekend. Texter says, I'm married now, so I don't have a current opinion. LOL. But in the past, Clemson cheerleaders have always been better looking than Carolina cheerleaders. Texter, I, too, have noticed that. And he says, and I married a Clemson girl. Good for you. Texter says, the real Death Valley is in Louisiana. Uh, definitely not jealous of that. Texter says, as a Gamecocks fan, I do like the purple Clemson uniform. So says JT and Greer. Uh, Texter says, Clemson doesn't wear black. Obviously, Texter, but why? It looks amazing. Have you seen this mock-up? Look up Clemson mock-up black jersey that it's way better than anything I ever see Clemson wear. Way better. And Clemson has pretty, you know, cool uniforms for the most part. Okay, like you do the most with orange that you possibly can. But it's not garnered in black. It's just a better color scheme. Sorry. Uh, Texter says, I'm a Notre Dame alumni and fan, and I'm jealous of all the illegal NIL money that USC has. Jealous of all the money. Great participation, guys. We love you for it. Thank you so very much. We've got Lawton Swan coming your way next to dish on Brad Brown. l Lamont Paris, Clemson basketball, recruiting, and so much more on the flip side. Here on the show that gives you both sides. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are live on location, 1524 Locust Hill Road in Greer, South Carolina. Up until 6:30 p.m. today, where we'll make way for Furman basketball. Uh, my friends, we are now joined by the owner and founder of ClemsonSportsTalk.com. You can find him Clemson Sports on Twitter. He has uh, hit milestones, 30,000-plus Twitter followers because he does great uh, gr- great work. He's just an upstanding dude, if I'm totally honest with you. He's fantastic. Lawton Swan joins us right now on the show. Lawton, always good to catch up with you, my friend. Happy 2024. Hope the New Year's treating you well, man. Is it?
5: It, it is, man. Checks in the mail for that fantastic uh, intro, though. I appreciate it, buddy.
3: You got it, buddy. You got it. Okay. So, you know, Lawton, we bring you on whenever we got to talk about some uncomfortable stuff. Here Uh-oh. is what's making me uncomfortable right now. All right? Um, we, you know how I feel about Brad Brown, l l l You know how I feel. Okay? Um, you know that I think Clemson should have higher standards. Many Clemson fans have told us that they do have higher standards. They, their belief is you should make the tournament more years than not. South Carolina fans have told us they have the identical expectation. Make the tournament more years than not. Brad Brownell would have to make the tournament eight years in a row for that to be the case because he's only three out of 13. That said, there is such a dark cloud over this basketball program whenever they lose a game or two. And like all over social media, the coaches aren't on social media. The players are on social media. And it's, it's just a constant, here we go again, oh, my gosh, the wheels are going to fall off. Well, brother, you are – they're willing that prophecy into existence with all of this negativity. And, frankly, I think it sucks, Lawton. Like, so how can we get collectively Clemson basketball fans to not make the players pay the tab for Brad Brownell? <laughs> man. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I don't know. Look, it, it's amazing because when you when you look at this season, right? I mean, the, the way things started, the performances. I mean, obviously that win over South Carolina now, with the way the Gamecocks have been playing, certainly seems a lot better uh, than it did initially. But you know, the win against Alabama was a big one, and they're still sitting on top of the SEC. And and there's when, when Clemson basketball is good. I think the fans are as invested and as excited as anybody in the country. But the second they hit a little hurdle, and you could see it last night going up against Louisville as the Cardinals started to make that push back from being down 24, you could see it on the face of everybody in the venue. They thought, like you just said, oh, no, here we go again. And the whole building gets tight. I don't know, Mark. It's been like that, man. I was north floor. 95 to 2002. I I know they said it best. I guess it was in Tommy Boy. A lot of people go to college for seven years. They're called doctors. But in the end, in the end, it was the same 25 years ago as it is today. And uh, I don't know what's going to ever break it for Clemson other than to really push through and make a magical run like South Carolina did a few years ago, you know, into the Final Four. That kind of buzz because Clemson made it into the Elite Eight in 1980. And they haven't been back. And I think there's a lot of weight that is—it's uh, that, that just kind of carried by everybody that supports this this program.
4: So Lawton, this is this is a legit question, and we're not even we're not even looking very far here. Why do Clemson fans have blinders on when it comes to Furman's Bob Ritchie and the amount of success his, he's been able to have at a small school with a nothing budget? And he can't get transfers. I mean, the dude is tearing it up right there, like less than 50 miles away from Clemson's campus, and it's like he doesn't even exist to you guys. I don't understand it. Please explain that to me. You have an elite coach in your backyard, and he doesn't exist to you.
5: Well, look, Mike Young, you know, when he was at, at Walford, was a guy that, you know, a lot of people were, I wouldn't say in the same regard as Bob Ritchie, but I think it's a, a, a name that maybe people had on their radar if something were to happen with Brad Brownell. I think Richie's name would certainly get thrown around if Brad Brownell were to be fired at the end of the year. But, it, you know, it all comes down to, I think, optics. And I don't know that the optics of that hire in the, the, the mind's eye of a lot of people would kind of fit the mold because you want what is it. You know, you, you want that slam dunk. And uh, that's kind of the thing that, I think probably put some hesitation in people's minds, okay. even though Brad Brinell still had a job when Mike Young was at, at Walford. It's kind of the same thing. Lawton, I, think, I mean, that's just my hunch on
4: it. Lawton, where did uh, Lamont Paris come from? Do you know?
5: Uh, somewhere? I can't remember. Is that right? What is it? Uh,
4: Chattanooga. He, he was at Chattanooga. And this guy is ripping it up at South Carolina. So I want to caution you against this, and I, I, I want to be very, very clear with this you don't always have to go searching for the Rick Pitino big name guy because a lot of those guys are either washed up or they're not looking at Clemson. So I want to invite you to to broaden your search just a little bit, broaden your scope, and say there are elite coaches at programs smaller than ours that could do great things with an increased budget and fan base.
5: Oh, I don't disagree. I mean, I I don't disagree with that statement at all. I I think that – you know that's kind of been the the, the measure of the sport. And when you come down to like Rick Barnes, right, and his hire when they brought him down from Providence to come to Clemson back then, Barnes was the young flashy hire. And it wasn't like I mean he had had success at Providence, but he wasn't like you, you know, like you were just kind of bringing it up. It wasn't like Clemson went out and got Rick Pitino or or whatever. So I just think that you know, and again, they don't have a vacancy right now, obviously. But I think that if they do somewhere down the road, you know, have to make that hire that decision this year, I think it will be a young guy. I think they'll look at everybody, and I think Graham Neff, I think, is the real key to this because I think at least you know, from the time I've spent interviewing him and being around him, I think Graham Neff's a very forward thinker on things, and I don't think that he's going to be caught up in uh, the the pressure, so to speak. To go out and, and sign the next big name, right? Like, there was a time where, say, when Shaka Smart, okay, was up at VCU, where maybe that kind of hire, he's a former assistant at Clemson, would have made a lot of sense. I don't know if after everything he's done, if that's a name people would necessarily want right now because that would kind of fit the billing that you were talking about a few minutes ago. But, yeah, I think the, the, the situation at Clemson, Right now with this basketball team, obviously they're one of the three teams projected to be in the NCAA tournament from the league. Looking at the schedule, though, they've only got, I think, three teams right now who are currently behind them in conference play remaining. So they got a lot of work to do, but they dug themselves that hole. You know, they dug a down, or excuse me, with a minute 33 left, up eight against Georgia Tech and lose to go and lose the way they did against Duke. And people can point at the referees, and and that's all well and good. But the reality is you got to win tough games, and, and Clemson, you know, has had some that have slipped through their fingers, and that's why they're looking up at a lot of the conference right now.
3: Lawton Swan joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Lawton, um, I, I know a lot of Clemson fans didn't like that I shared this, but in April at the Orange and White game, I had a conversation with Graham Neff. He said, look, the loss to Moorhead State in the NIT popped the balloon of our positive season. And we're not going to settle. And if we don't take the next step this year, there will be a change. He went on to say that he wasn't telling me anything that Brad Brunel didn't already know. And he signed off on me sharing that with our audience, which we did. Um, do you get the sense that that is still the case, Lawton? I mean, is the line, is the, is the cutting room floor getting into the tournament? If he makes the tournament, is he safe does he have to win a game or two in the in the tournament to be safe? What does is, what is your gut tell you on that?
5: I mean, I don't think anything's changed from the sense of what Graham Neff told you and when I've talked to him. And, and I think Brad Brownell knows it. And, you know, Brad Brownell has skirted by several times, including when Dan Radakovich was still at Clemson. Um, there were a couple of seasons where I think a lot of Tiger fans wanted to move on, and well this year, you know, the way things started, Mark, I think it it kind of built, you know, the optimism that okay, maybe this thing, you know, is gonna work out. And then you you've seen where Clemson is sitting right now and, and last night's game maybe a little bit of a microcosm of that as you watch Louisville start to come back. And so from that standpoint I do think that Brad Runell's still in, in a tough spot. And you know, when when I called the loss to Georgia Tech a fireable, you know, type of fence. I mean, that's a fireable loss, in my opinion. Losing a game, I, I have a – I don't know how you follow basketball, but I always take the minutes remaining and multiply them by two. And if you – and you can – and for all your listeners, man, in the NCAA tournament this year, try it. If there's seven minutes left, multiply by two, that's 14. If a team is within 14 points with seven minutes left, they're still in the game. Dude, when you are up by eight points with a minute and 33 – the chances that you lose that game are like two percent. I mean, it, it's it, you should not lose that game. So that kind of loss right there, to me, is one of those that falls into that category of when I'm looking over the schedule if I'm the athletic director in at the, the year. I'm like, hey, it's not about the one point loss at Duke. It's about getting you know run over by Miami on the road. You know, getting run over by Virginia Tech on the road, and then that loss against Georgia Tech being the other one that I would point to. So I don't think anything's changed in terms of the pressure. And I, quite frankly, last night's game, if that game goes a little bit different, I'm telling you, that's another one you put in the books and go, you got beat by a last year, a terrible Louisville team on the road. And then if you lost that game last night, man, oh I'll tell you what, Mark, it would not have been a good day on my radio show in Columbia, believe me, because uh I probably I might, I may have had a coronary, man. I may I may have may have had a heart attack.
4: Lawton, I'm going to ask you a big and very subjective question here. So it's okay if your answer would differ from other Clemson fans here. And you can even give an answer that's sport by sport by sport specific. Who is the biggest villain for Clemson athletics? You're
5: talking about Clemson? Like, yeah. Or, or who they play?
4: No, like, just who is the biggest villain? Like, who is, who is Clemson's Darth Vader? And like I said, you can break this down. From sport by sport, because it may be a different answer in football as compared to baseball or basketball. I mean, is, is the answer always South Carolina? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, you may look at Duke basketball as a bigger villain in basketball. You may look at at South Carolina is the big villain in football or, or, or whatever.
5: I think for me, basketball, probably North Carolina with Dean Smith. And then I think at some point along the way, Kay kind of shifted it to Duke. And I don't know that it's quite off of Duke yet. Um, It may work its way off of Duke, but yeah, in basketball, I think Duke's the big villain for me. Uh, I think in football, it's, always going to be South Carolina. And then I think Florida State and Georgia, uh, when I look at it, you know, kind of in a pecking order, baseball would definitely be South Carolina. I mean, that's a great rivalry. I've said that for years. I think the Clemson-South Carolina baseball rivalry rivalry is probably one of the top two or three in the country uh, in terms of of that rivalry. So, yeah, I think if we're looking at – see, when you said Darth Vader, I was thinking individuals. I was like, man, I don't know. It's Urban Meyer, but he's not even coaching. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Lawton Swan joining us here on the show. Lawton, a great start for Clemson in 2025 recruiting, number two ranked recruiting class to Notre Dame thus far. What's been the key to the early surge here? I think it's, I mean, obviously
5: coming off of the heels of that elite retreat, uh, it, it's the dividends that have been paid by the hiring of Matt Luke. And I I compared him today. I talked about, you know, when Clemson, and, and it had to be terribly difficult to to fire Thomas Austin with, You know, his ties to the program and and Dabo Sweeney is obviously the one that made the call to give him that job in the first place um, after Robbie Caldwell retired. But I feel like you've kind of had a little bit of flashback to the old school to a degree. And not that Matt Luke is an old guy. He's he's about my age, but he's about our age, actually, uh, to be honest, Mark. But the reality is you've got a guy who's got head coaching experience in the SEC. He's put multiple guys into the NFL. And that's clearly resonated uh, with these recruits. And everybody we've talked to over on the website, um, you know, in terms of the the high school recruits right now, love what they hear and see and the things that he's teaching these guys when they're working with him. They do some little film study, I guess, from talking with a lot of the recruits about it. And, and they're just blown away by it. And I think he's got a really good personality that works. And uh, I think that's been the big catalyst to this success because you saw – Two big-time offensive uh, linemen commit off the heels of that weekend, and that doesn't happen uh, if those kids aren't impressed. And so, from that standpoint, and again, a lot of this had to do with the culture too. When we talked to him, um, and I talked with Jalen Beckley the other day from Texas, I mean, that's what he told me. He talked about the culture and how he felt, and it just felt like this was the right time to, you know, commit. And so, from that standpoint, I, I think the big advantage has been what what Matt Luke's brought to the table. And it's a heck of a hire by Sweeney. And I get the feeling that the longer he's there, I think the more success you're going to see from Clemson on the offensive line.
4: Lawton, here's a conversation that we had in the last two segments of the show. I want to bring you in quickly on it. Uh, Give me one thing about South Carolina athletics, the university of, at all, that you're a little jealous of. Something about South Carolina that you actually really like and you wish Clemson had it.
5: Night games during football season. Didn't take them any time they, at they all. Play a lot of, they play a lot of night games, man. They always have, my whole life. They play a lot of night games. Why do you think that is? I don't, Well, Clemson for years played, you know, that 1 o'clock noon kickoff deal. I mean, they did a lot of that early on. I, I don't know. South Carolina's just always – you know, I – I know the networks are supposed I think, be the ones that make that decision. But it's just always felt like to me, South Carolina's played a lot of night games. I, I, I can't tell you. I, I have no idea. Going back to the 80s, I feel like I, when I was watching South Carolina, they were always on at night. And, and then even still, like and <laughs> now when I'm like watching my, you know, we're still about 50, Mark. But when I'm watching my game time buddies come rolling in from the, you know, from the games at like 2 a.m., and uh, Clemson wrapped up at you know, four o'clock. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. who won today, old boy? So I don't know. I don't know why it is. They played a lot of night games through my life, but that would be the thing I'd be jealous of. Yeah, more night games. I like night games in Death Valley.
3: Lawton, um, the Northwestern and Clemson are the only two Power Five schools that have not taken a transfer uh, thus far this season. It's, it's you know we've we've talked about it. I realize that ad nauseum. Um, to you, to what degree does this limit the ceiling for what Clemson can accomplish? Or does it not limit it at all? I imagine you might tell me the answer to this question is we'll see, but I want to give you the chance to answer.
5: Yeah, no, I I actually wrote about this the other day uh, on the website, and I I think it actually is going to give Clemson an advantage the further we get into this era. Uh, If they can sustain it, and what I mean by that is, is Clemson never gets so heavily invested in it that they can no longer use this little piece when they're meeting with uh, a kid? So the thing you notice when you follow recruiting the way we do over on our website is the trends in terms of where talent comes from, right? Like it, it, it comes from all over, obviously, but there are schools. It's no surprise that you see kids from uh, City, Alabama, over at Central High School every year, you know, making their way collegiate ranks, and then ultimately those guys pouring into uh, the NFL. So you're going to be sitting down with a parent at some point along the way, and it's going to come down to their kid is thinking about going to Clemson or let's take somebody that's really used the portal a lot, Ohio State. And I think as long as Clemson never pushes in so hard to the portal, that it becomes a thing where they're over-recruiting positions and maybe setting guys back who they brought in out of high school – then I think what you can do is look at that child, that kid, look at that parent and say, look, down to us in Ohio State, let me show you what this five-star kid that went to Ohio State, what happened to him. Oh, look, they went out to the portal and they brought in this guy from Texas A&M and that five-star kid never got a chance. But look at the kid that we brought in. We didn't go out and bring somebody else in. We developed him, you know, and then look, he ended up playing in the NFL. And if you've got the data to prove that over and over and over, I think it can work. Now, is there any guarantee that Clemson will be able to avoid the por- the portal to that level, you know, for whatever amount of time it is to-, to take to generate those numbers? I don't know. But I think that's the stance that Sweeney uh, has a chance to really take advantage of because when I talk to recruits, like I talked to a kid three days ago, and what he said, I talked to him about the transfer portal, and his exact quote to me was uh, – well, I- I'm not going to give it to you verbatim, but it was – the portal has really hurt my guys because they're not getting opportunities to go play elsewhere. So it, it, because, you know, spots are getting filled by guys in the portal. And so if you can be the program that's recruiting high school kids, developing high school kids and, and pushing them through your culture, Mark, I think you can win when you sit down with a parent and talk about your program versus another program that might be going out and bringing in transfers from all over the country and sort of over-recruiting the high school guys that they had brought in previously, if that makes sense.
3: Great stuff, Lawton. Great stuff, Bud. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us, man, for the inside, for the conversation. Uh, We don't want to annoy anybody else but you, sir. Thank you so much.
5: (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, y'all have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.
3: All right, take care. Lawton Swan, clemsonsportstalk.com is where you can find him. And we've got the top five at five with a real star in the building, Melissa Level, coming your way next. I hope she doesn't level me. When Offsides continues live on location, Locust Hill Road, wow, in Greer, South Carolina. It's Offsides. We are the fan of state.